Good evening. I'm Paul Durienzo with these headlines. The Iowa caucuses delivered an unexpected victory to former President Donald Trump in his quest to win the Republican nomination and face off against President Joe Biden in November. In the face of a raging blizzard and below zero temperatures, the 150,000 Republicans who turned out were much less than, the tw than in 2016 when Trump came in second to Texas Senator Ted Cruz. But Trump swept the contest with 51% of the vote. In his victory speech, Trump basked in his win, but he was conciliatory. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. I want to thank uh, some of the great people. We have so many senators. If I go through Florida Governor Ron DeSantis came in second, just a few votes ahead of former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. He promised to stay in the fight. I am not going to make any excuses, and I guarantee you this. I will not let you down. Thank you all. God bless you. Trump won 98 out of 99 Iowa counties, but did best in the hard red precincts of this rural farm state. Haley showed strength among independents and college-educated voters. In her concession speech, she promised a better showing in New Hampshire. I can safely say, tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. The other candidates were in single digits, and Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out of the race and endorsed Trump. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. The three remaining major candidates will meet again in the New Hampshire primary on January 23rd. And in international news, a guided missile launched by Iran's elite Revolutionary Guards hit a home near Erbil in northern Iraq in a region controlled by Kurdish forces. Iran said the target was an Israeli espionage center belonging to the Mossad. On Monday, Iran said its forces also struck bases of the Islamic State in Syria. The group, claiming responsibility for two explosions in Iran, killing nearly 100 people at a memorial for top commander Qasem Soleimani earlier this month. Soleimani was killed in a United States drone attack on January 3rd, 2020. And Iraqi Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani said the attack was clear aggression against Iraq and a dangerous development. The U.S. Department of State condemned the attacks, reiterating its support for Iraq and Kurdistan. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky gave an emotional speech at the World Economic Forum on Tuesday in Davos, Switzerland. He urged the West to tighten sanctions against Russian President Vladimir Putin and step up its support for Kyiv. With Western support wavering and an emergency military aid package in the United States in limbo, Zelensky stressed that Putin was threatening world order. He said, Putin embodies war. Speaking hours after the Ukrainian president, Putin insisted his forces have the upper hand in the two-year-old conflict. In New York State news, New York Governor Kathy Hochul proposed an executive budget Tuesday for fiscal year 2025 with a record-breaking $233 billion funding plan if it's approved. At the top of Hochul's proposals was $500 million more for handling the migrant crisis in New York City. But because the number of migrants and the expenses have only grown, I am proposing that we draw $500 million from state reserves that are intended for one-time emergencies like this. Hochul also proposed $1 billion in cuts to Medicaid and a revitalization of the 421A subsidy program, a tax write-off to luxury developers who would build housing at lower rents. We also want to extend eligibility for products that have been previously qualified for 421A because until then, there is no affordable housing being built. I want the housing components of those projects. Incentives for converting office buildings to housing 
Why not? The alternative is vacant or underutilized buildings in the heart of New York City. We can stop that. Hogel also proposed $25 million into research of amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, also known as ALS, and in years past as Lou Gehrig's disease, a degenerative disease that affects nerve cells. We'll focus on many diseases, but for now we're starting that journey by investing $25 million to support patients and get them into clinical trials across the state on how we can defeat ALS. Hochul's mother died of ALS in 2014. Paul Rienzo, New York.